Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is seeing your life today. We are back on a Monday evening. It is episode 113, and you know as well as I do, we have two more episodes, two last episodes of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now, I kid you not, when I remembered that this show that probably is getting really, really good because holy shit, do we have a lot to talk about for episode four today, it actually occurred to me where I'm thinking to myself, Okay, how many episodes do we have left? And then I remembered there was literally two more episodes after this past Friday. And then right away, I was just sad. I'm like, son of a bitch. And I'm pretty sure, you know, with the fact that each episode is close to an hour long, 45 minutes and over. And the fact that from the very beginning, I'm sure they had constraints with the budget and constraints with COVID and everything else, it's still sad because six episodes is not really enough time for you to like truly enjoy an episode from, um, not even an episode, a series or a season from start to finish. But then thinking about it now, I'm like, you know what? They're giving us, you know, what we want and they're doing their best they can. They're doing the best they can and that's all we can ask for. It's just sad. It really is. Two more episodes after episode four this past Friday. God diggity damn. But I'm sure many of you have seen the episode already. If you haven't, what the hell are you even doing here? Go back and rewatch episode four because that to me is probably the one of the best episodes. One Probably the best episode thus far and it's only going to get better from here. I believe the showrunner actually did say that episode five coming this Friday would be even better, but holy shit, episode 4 did not disappoint. And of course, the title being The Whole World Watching. They did not... (laughs) That to me is an understatement, in my opinion. So we're going to do a deep dive of episode 4 today, and you know what? Anything else that comes to mind, whether it's a reflection or whether it's other news or what I'm excited to see, all of that will be talked about and more. Plus, our superhero quote of the day, because we are on episode 113. But first, like we always do about this time, let's get the shoutouts out of the way, shall we? Let's, let's do what we do best and just get it out of the way. And I recently went on a trip, and I visited a good friend of mine, and she introduced me to a new heavy metal band called... Tetrarch. Now, I've never heard of this band. And, you know, when it comes to rock and heavy metal, the people that know me know that I absolutely love rock and heavy metal. So I was a little bit skeptical, you know, just a little bit skeptical because I'm very picky. I'm very picky when it comes to art. I'm very picky when it comes to food. And as soon as she introduced me to one of their music, I instantly fell in love. And they're relatively new. They're relatively new. So, this is my shout-out to Tetrarch, the heavy metal band. When I hear one of their music, 
it honestly feels like I'm back to the early 2000s with the volume just dialed up on fucking 100, for God's sake. I mean, again, if you're not even, if you don't even like rock and heavy metal, or if you're one of those people that are be like, it's the devil music, why would you listen to that? Eh, shut up, alright? There's an audience for everything. There's an audience for everything. <laughs> There's something for the audience, okay? And this is my cup of tea. It might be yours. Give them a try. Give them a try. Support them. If you listen to their music and you're like, oh my god, this is pish, understandable. Or if you look at them and be like, oh my god, this is probably one of the best things since sliced bread. I guarantee it that you will enjoy yourself as much as I did. They have a bunch of songs. My top three favorites thus far is You Never Listen. I'm Not Right, and Negative Noise. Those so far are my top three favorites. You Never Listen is probably my number one. Like I said, give them a try. If you love rock, if you love heavy metal, this is definitely and will be your cup of tea. You will be addicted to listening to them as I am now, literally on my drive all the way over back home three and a half to four hours. So once again, check them out. Tetrarch, that's T-E-T-C-R-A-C-H. I believe that's how it's spelled. Don't quote me on it if I don't know how to spell it, but I'm sure, I'm 97% sure, like a condom, I'm 97% sure that that is how it's spelled. Tetrarch, you are fucking awesome, and I'm going to listen to more of your shit. You are welcome. That's all we have for the shoutouts. Let's do the deep dive of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode 4. And that starts right in a bit. The title, The Whole World Watching, as I said earlier, it was a hell of an understatement. For myself, and probably for many people that I've actually watched the episode, I never really occurred in terms of thinking that this shit has now gotten through the roof. And I never dreamed and envisioned that this show would actually be more political than what it is. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not the type of person to be political, but there are so many hidden messages, and it truly makes you think. It truly makes you understand the perspective of what someone is going through when they decide to change the world or make the world a better place in their own image, but doing it the wrong way. And at the same time, I always have to think to myself, we know it's wrong. We understand the consequences. We understand the repercussions of sending a message out and thinking of what you're doing is the right thing. But at the same time, on the flip side of that coin, do we truly understand from their perspective? Do we truly understand someone like Carly? Someone like Carly, do we truly understand her motivation? And it's pretty simple. I've pretty much spoke about this on the last episode where, or maybe it was the one before then, for episode two, where a terrorist organization like this, the Flag Smashers, truly believe that they're doing what is best for the world. When the blip happened, 
the decimation, Thanos snapped, when it happened, there were so many people that had free access or easier access to much of the world's resources. And even the Falcon said it best. In just a blink of an eye, everyone came back and things were back to normal. So the people that were living their lifestyle for during those five years basically was just shut out and kicked out from their homes, kicked out from their schools or whatever the hell they were doing. Neglected, pushed around. It, we as a society can feel that way from time to time. Maybe not to the extreme as that within within that show, but to the point where if we work hard for something and something means so much more to us and then someone just comes out of the blue and just takes it away from us, we're going to feel a certain way. Now, I'm not trying to compare us to the likes of the Flag Smashers being a terrorist group or a supremacist group, but there is that saying that sometimes you got to understand the other perspective as well. And that's what the show really made me think from truly, truly down in its hidden messages. Because like I said, this is this was way more political than I thought and I would give credit for. But I know I'm jumping around the bush here. We're going to try to do a deep dive for as much as we can. For one thing, the first scene, god damn, when you have... The Winter Soldier, when you have Bucky Barnes literally crying, literally crying, where Ayo is literally reciting the code words to activate the Winter Soldier program. And he's trying his best to fight it off. He's trying his best to to keep everything in, and he doesn't even know if it's going to work. And then she goes, you're free. And those tears that that he's shedding, those fucking tears that we see on his face... That's a powerful scene right there because you can understand the emotion. You can understand the powerful emotion that this dude had to deal with. He was a slave. If you remember from Civil War, Tony Stark asked him plain and simple, do you even remember them? He goes, I remember all of them. He remembers taking human life away. He remembers killing all those people. He remember creating chaos for everyone, but he could do nothing about it. He was a slave within his own body. And the fact that even though we never really got to see how the procedure was formed, it was to the point where we see him being free and we see him is liberated the word. I'm, I'm going to use the word. Maybe it's in the wrong context. He was liberated. He was fulfilled in a way. That was a powerful scene right there. It really was. But fast forward to where they are. Basically, Ayo and the rest of the Dora Malaji, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Yes, the Dora Malaji, they are not forgetting what Zemo did to King Tichaka. King Tichaka, there we go. <laughs> Mispronouncing my words. King Tichaka. And give him eight hours to do whatever he needs to do, or they will come and they will take him away, kill him, mutilate him, or whatever the fuck they're going to do. And they're trying to work together to try to figure out where Carly is. Meanwhile, fast forward, you got Johnny Walker Boy over there, the fake Captain America. By the way, I love on Twitter and there were a couple people that go hashtag not my cap. And the ending definitely proved that in some way. Hashtag not my cap. And I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's very similar to hashtag not my present or hashtag not my this. And I'm like, you know what? In the context of the show, 
fuck it, I'll accept it either way. So they find Carly, and the Falcon, you know, you got Sam Wilson, you, you, you have him, he truly understands, and once again, this goes back to what I said earlier, you have to understand the other person's perspective, you truly have to understand what it is they're doing, and you may agree with it, but you don't agree how they're doing it, you don't agree how they're getting it done. Because anything involving murder or anything involving killing innocent people, like, come on, man. That's just crossing the line in many, many, many ways. But they had a deeper connection. And you could see that she, even though she believes that he betrayed her when they were having that conversation before Johnny Walker Boy came in and fucked all that shit up, you saw that they were having a deeper connection. You saw that they truly understood each other. And, you know, paraphrasing here, based on memory, she said it, you know, people are trying to kick out of your home, uh, kick you out of your home. People are trying to take things away from you. This goes back to episode one, where Sam and his sister are trying to fight to even keep their boat, to keep their business afloat. No pun intended there. But you saw that they're trying to do whatever they can to escape by. And Sam, being a good guy, being an Avenger, he realizes, he's like, listen, I understand, you know, I I understand you, like, I agree with you, but how you're doing this, it's not the way, it's not the way, you know, is there any way that you can change yourself, or is there any way you can, you know, change how you are, this is not what Captain America wants, obviously he didn't say that, but, you know, you got... His, uh, you got Carly's other friend, Nico. I believe that's his name, Nico, the guy that got killed at the end. He even said it when they were having the conversation. You know, I look up to Captain America. I, I look up to him. And he was the symbol that really pioneered all of this. And of course, you know, you got Zemo's main vendetta. You got his main objective to eliminate all super soldiers. And he crushes the vials like ants. He just crushes the vials. And of course, you see one vial goes missing. One vial of the super soldier serum that goes missing. And of course, Johnny Walker. I keep on calling him Johnny Walker because it's a UFC fighter name. (laughs) It's John Walker, but I'm calling him Johnny Walker. Fuck it. I'm going to call him Johnny Walker. And of course, he picks it up. And it actually got you to think... Would you ever take the super soldier serum knowing what it can do to you, knowing what it could possibly have you do, would you ever take it? And without a uh, without even hesitation, Sam Wilson said no. But then you got the other guy, I believe it's his partner, you got Johnny Walker's partner, he goes, "Yeah, I would I would take it without a heartbeat." You know, can you imagine the lives that we would have saved if we were to have that thing? Once again, this goes into the theme of this episode, understanding the other perspective. Because we can say, oh, we would do this, and we can say, oh, we can't do that. But what is the other side? What does the other side think? What is the other side? What is their thought process? What is their main objective? Even if you agree with it or not, what is their main thought process? What what helps them tick? Or what makes them do what they do. So I create this podcast. To understand the other perspective of everything else. <laughs> but anyway. So. Captain America. Fake Captain America. Gets his ass handed to him. By the Dora Milaje. And one of the greatest lines. <laughs> that I've ever heard. 
where he goes to them, he goes, the Dora Milaje does not have jurisdiction. And Ayo, without a beat, she goes, the Dora Milaje, I'm trying to paraphrase here because I'm trying to remember the best of my ability. She goes, the Dora Milaje have jurisdiction wherever the Dora Milaje is. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, hold on, you guys are not even in America. So Captain America or fake Captain America, you have no you would not even say that because you don't have jurisdiction there either. Like, let's be honest here. Imagine Captain America, the real Captain America, would say something like that. That'd, fake, that'd make him a fucking dictator or someone that wants to... I, again, I'm not very political and I know these are words that oppression or, you know, dictatorship or whatever the case may be. Again, I'm not very political, so forgive me if I'm missing a few keywords there but you understand my point you understand what I'm trying to say but as I was saying he gets his ass handed to him and he realized it was like they were not even super soldiers I'm like no shit no fucking shit they're trained professional fucking killers or assassins or bodyguards or whatever the hell you want to call them there are they are a warrior proud warrior race from the land of Wakanda my guy and you're just a B level soldier. I wouldn't even call him B level because I don't even know his past. But you're just a soldier. You're just a plain soldier. <laughs> Not anymore. He took that super soldier, the serum shit, and he decided to fuck shit up. And of course, during the whole struggle, during the whole fiasco, what happens? And I'm sure you would have predicted it. Carly kills his best friend, his partner, and in rage, he goes after Nico. And smashes his face with the shield. Oh my god. The, the people with their phones. Taking pictures and recording videos. And there's blood on the shield. I remember from the first episode. I believe it was Sam Wilson that said this. A symbol means nothing without the person representing it. Or without the person trying to represent what it is a symbol means nothing if the person behind it truly can give it meaning like I said I'm paraphrasing here because it's been a while and he basically Johnny Walker basically tainted that fucking shield I can understand that there were a lot of people that saw that and they just put in captions Zack Snyder's Captain America and I'm like oh yeah this got dark very very quick this got fucking dark real quick. Now, as I said earlier, we have two more episodes and now we're going to see where they're going to go from here. And I believe there were a couple of shots. There was a promo video for the last two remaining episodes and we see Sam Wilson get the shield back. But how does he get the shield back? Does he get it from Johnny Walker forcibly getting it? Or has Johnny Walker truly regretted what he has done because there was a shot of him kneeling down with the shield in front of him? Does he give it up realizing what he's done, realizing that he's become something that he despises? And that's how Sam Wilson gets the shield back. I'm pretty sure we're going to see the scene, the similar to Civil War, where we saw Captain America and Bucky facing off against Iron Man. I'm pretty sure, and fingers crossed, we're going to see Sam Wilson and Bucky facing off against fake Captain America. And I hope to God that fight scene would be fucking epic. 
Oh my god, I can't wait. I'm so excited to see episode 5 now. And according to the showrunner, as I said earlier, episode 5 is going to be a barn burner. It is going to be probably the best episode we have thus far. Which makes me, fingers crossed, once again, this makes me hope for episode 6 to be the true epic finale. Even though it's only 6 episodes, if it ends correctly, and if it ends greatly... Oh my god, Boner City. I don't care, Boner City. Overall, as I said earlier, this was probably the best episode we've had. From the emotion of Bucky Barnes, to the political hidden messages, to thinking from one side over another, understanding the other perspective. Zemo is gone now, so there's that. Although, it makes me wonder, who the hell is the pawnbroker? They keep on mentioning this character where this person, he... Or she is like the ultimate mastermind. Who the fuck is the pawnbroker? I'm very interested to see who the hell that person is. There was one. There was a friend of mine that said that maybe Sharon Carter is the pawnbroker. It's not out of the realm of possibility, but it's hard for me to picture that aspect. It really is. But at the same time, if she is the pawnbroker... Then, once again, what are her motivations? Why is she doing it? What What is she doing? Why is she doing it? Like, these are questions that need to be answered. And we have two more episodes to go, close to an hour long. Oh, man. Something's got to give here, people. Something's got to give. Overall, I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to see what they're going to do. Two more episodes, tuning in Friday I can't fucking wait. I know I spoke a lot about that, but since we have a few minutes left, let's talk about this. I wouldn't say breaking news, but it's news nonetheless. Lucy Liu has been cast as the villain for Shazam Fury of the Gods. Mm Mm-hmm. And I believe she's playing a character called Calypso, which is Greek mythology, if you ask me. Now, I don't know much about Calypso. Again, I know what I know and I know what I don't. I, I know what I don't. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know. It's, it happens. You know, I'm human like everybody else. But I'm actually excited. I really am. I like Lucy Liu. You know, she's awesome. And I do like female villains. It, 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 adds, it adds a little bit of a different twist to it. If you know what I mean. Like the the strong protagonist versus antagonist. I do like to see a female protagonist if the story does it justice. And I do like to see a female protagonist. Which is... And I do like to see a female antagonist. Similar to Hela from Thor Ragnarok. You know what I mean? So... Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Lucy Liu. Cast as a villain. Alright. Sign me up. I mean, I'm not as excited... Or I'm not, you know, throwing my hands in the air saying, yeah, fuck yeah. But let's see where it goes. Let's just see where it goes. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. I had a lot of fun actually talking about this episode because I felt so strongly about it. And once again, two more episodes. Man, these deep dives are getting fucking intense. These episodes are getting intense. 
can't wait to see what happens next. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or if you have anything that you want to say, anything that you feel strongly opinionated, if you agree with me or disagree with me in any way, you know what to do. Hit me up on my Instagram or my Twitter at Voice of Garcia, or you can follow the podcast. Please give the podcast some love. Hit that follow button because that hits me up. That helps me greatly. It helps me greatly. We have 120 followers. We have over 800 listeners. Over 800 listeners on Spotify. Keep on listening. Keep on tuning in. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your battle buddies that Outside the Comics Volume 2 is going to keep on rolling. And we ain't stopping. Ain't no stopping us now. Hell no. As always, let's go into our superhero quote of the day. And this one is from... The late Black Panther himself, King T'Challa. We must find a way to look after one another as if we were one single tribe. And my reaction to that is this. Me being part of the voiceover community, even though there are a lot of businesses and there is a lot of success that requires you yourself as an individual to make it, there are always other people that are willing to help you And you can help them as well. Sometimes success is not often made without the help of each other. Because we're a family. And I'm eternally grateful for that family. I'm eternally grateful for the friends that I've made. And if there's any way that I can help you, let me know. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Once again, tune in on Thursday night. A friend of mine has been asking, what do I think of the Thunder Force movie, which is a superhero comedy by Melissa McCarthy? I haven't seen it yet, and I'm afraid to see it because I'm not a huge fan of Melissa McCarthy. But considering it's a superhero movie, sort of, I do have to give it a chance since this is my podcast. And I don't want to be biased over one thing, even though it kind of seems like I am. I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. If it's great, it's great. And if it sucks, then tune in Thursday night where I will tore it to pieces. But until then, stay safe. And as always, for all of the hilarious happenings in the world of comic book news, games, shows, movies, or whatever the case may be, always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it, controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time, I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.